From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. You know, there's nothing like yelling down the street as a New Yorker and saying, shut the F up to mess up your voice. But you know what? The show goes on and I'll try to push through with my voice. So welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 205. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the guy that has been called insults like deviant, for example, to his face. But he's probably called you much worse behind your back. <laughs> he's Mike, also known as MFG. I'll call you much worse to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame. But I do have a horribly described movie. I'm going to mess it up, but let's, uh, let's give it a try. This one, this one's a good one. This is, this is pretty easy, I think. All mm-hmm. right, here we go. Shivering scientists discover change you can believe in. Shivering scientists triggers it. Wait, what? No. Shivering scientists discover change you can believe in. Believe change you can believe in. Okay. Yes. And you will hear that after the quick news. For All an right. And I definitely am going to give it a try. I'll probably swing and miss. But our other illustrious host who probably will get it right is the man who would easily spend multiple lifetimes in a Buddhist temple if the Wi-Fi was perfect. He's known as RT Squared, Rob the Tech. Well, I mean, in my previous incarnations, I've been in many Buddhist temples. I even started a few. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the other day, as I was taking a relentless beating, losing game after game, you know, every time I hear the flick of a little uh, disc on a, on a wooden polished surface, it just brings back PTSD of just losing after losing after losing to a, a person who shall rename uh, remain nameless. Uh, you're a loser, Ralph. You're a loser. Just, just Short version. PTSD. Anyways, <laughs> a thought occurred to me. People get embarrassed if seen in their underwear, but don't mind being seen wearing only swim shorts or bikinis. Yeah, I've never understood that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're kind of right. I've never that. understood that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's but, but, the same thing. I, but, but I think for men, it's not always the same thing. No, it's not always. I mean, but still close enough. Yeah, I'm definitely right about that. <laughs> I mean, well, when you really think about it, there, there are some uh, female undergarments, shall we say bra and underwear, that are basically the same like uh, as, as their bikinis because it's like fully colored and, and you can't see anything. So it's like, why? I don't get it. I don't know. I think we should That's have how that. we're raised. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a meanwhile 22 episode asking people that question. Well, We'll save it for another time. Oh, um, he saw I, my bloomers. Oh, wow. Hearing you say that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he saw my bloomers. So <laughs> on today's show, we will discuss a Marvel property that is now being introduced to the masses as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But is it worth the watch? This episode, we will be reviewing the new movie from Marvel Studios, The Eternals. But first... <sighs> I've tried new ways to introduce Mike's segment in a brief and concise segue. Uh, With a brief and concise segue. But due to my disability called awkwardness, it's kind of a tough task. So without further ado, 
Here is MFG and its quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cal. And that quick news intro was brought to you by the Stuff Nose Association. You got a stuffy nose? Well, we're right there with you. I'm so glad he didn't try to say snuffle up again. So, Mike, what quick news do you have for us? <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Here's something short and sweet. Science fiction lovers rejoice. Director Ridley Scott is on track to see his two largest franchises get small screen series. Alien and Blade Runner are both in works for TV production on the FX channel with the Alien series already scheduling its pilot. No release dates for either series has been announced. I don't know how I feel about that because wasn't Ridley Scott involved in the um, in um, Prometheus and, and yeah, uh, the prequels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they well, the whole there. Alien franchise is his. Well, he doesn't is, do them all, but it's all his franchise. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm gonna take a wait and see approach. And as for well, Blade I don't Runner, think he's directing or writing. I think it's just his franchise is going oh, okay. to to market. I'm okay. interested to see where they because I had um, heard that the, for the Alien franchise. It's it's going to open up or something like that on Earth. Really? I'm okay. like, oh, because the other um, Alien versus Predators are a they're crossovers, but they're also not uh, canon for the Alien franchise. Right, they're not canon. Right. Yeah. Um, and Blade Runner. I know you two are more into Blade Runner than I am. That's great. I haven't seen the last one oddly enough. I just couldn't bring. Myself really? To do it. Yeah. Um, I've heard it's great, but I just haven't brought myself watched it. But Ralphie, did you see Blade Runner? The, the yeah. last one? I saw it with you two. No, you see with me. That's not, no, that's no, not I true. saw it with you two. What? Never mind. Oh goodness. Get it? You, never mind. You know, I, you two. You can tell I don't watch it. You, you, I don't watch it. So there you go. I've never watched Blade Runner. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that joke fell on deaf, awkward ears. Anyway, <laughs> so awkward. Well, Mike, what else you got? All right, there is some Doom Patrol related good news. And bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you enjoyed the series season three, episode three, Dead Patrol, and who wouldn't, in which the audience is treated to the dead boy detectives, then you will be happy to hear they will receive their own spinoff. Ooh. Which is, okay. they, they were a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that, that episode. Plus, I know the dead boy detectives from uh, Sandman and such like that. Um, however, however, if you also enjoyed Ty Tennant, Sebastian Croft, and Madeline Horcher as the supernatural sleuth, then you will not be as happy. Oh. HBO Max officially ordered a spinoff pilot in September, but by November, the leads were replaced by George Rextrew, Jaden Reverie, and Cassius Nelson. Why? That's just show business. Uh, the, <laughs> the pilot has not received a release date. Yeah, there's no particular reason other than they're just not in it. <laughs> yeah, but this is the first time the Doom Patrol has recast somebody in another role. Remember what for the, the professor? Well, the chief, oh, not the, the chief, sorry, the, the chief. They, they replaced him yeah. from Teen Titans into the Doom Patrol regular series. Right. Well, the te- well, those are also not related, oddly enough. Yeah. Well, which is weird in its own, but they're, they're not related for some odd reason. Interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, but I, I haven't watched Doom, Doom Patrol yet. So. Oh, really? Oh, it's, it's really good. The third season. I haven't watched yeah, third season. I like, I'm good. enjoying the third season. Plus, it has Michelle Gomez in it, and she is just a delight. Wait. And uh, Ralphie Michelle Gomez, she was uh, Missy, the mistress on Doctor Who. Yes. She, she's just wonderful. And oh, oh and uh, Cap, you'll know her as um, she was the, oh, what was her name? Lilith. She was Lilith on Sabrina. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's yes. just a delight at being 
crazy or wicked or whatever you want to call it. She's, I oh, love she's her. A, I love she's her a lot of fun. She's a lot yeah, of fun. I like so that. much fun. And she is. She's a lot of fun on this one as well. Okay, uh, cool. Right. Well, too bad. Too bad they recast them, even though they're yeah. saying that they look pretty good. But what else you got? Yeah, I like the characters. Anyhow, uh, last but not least, this news item has been brought to you by the letters I and D for inclusion and diversity. Hmm. Humans and Muppets alike have something extra to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. The neighborhood on Sesame Street will be welcoming its first Asian American character. Ji Young is a seven-year-old Korean-American Muppet performed by Sesame Street Workshop puppeteer Kathleen Kim. Ji Young will debut in See Us Coming Together, a Sesame Street special, which is a Thanksgiving show celebrating diversity among the Asian and Pacific Islander communities. The special will have other notable celebrities of Asian descent, including tennis star Naomi Osaka and MCU star Simu Liu, among others. The show will tackle anti-Asian racism, which has seen an increase since the coronavirus pandemic escalated in America. An off-screen encounter with another character will confront Ji Young with anti-Asian racism when she is told to go back home. The show will mm. follow Ji Young's conversation with trusted adults and friends who help her understand that she is where she should be. See Us Coming Together, a Sesame Street special, will premiere on PBS, HBO Max, and other platforms Thanksgiving. First of all, first off, shout out to Sesame Street yeah. for always, um, you know, just always having their, their 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 fingers on the pulse of what's going on and trying mm -hmm. to educate children to be better human beings. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, um, mm -hmm. I got put onto this because I know Jim Lee will be on that same show. Yeah, I Jim Lee, the artist, will be a part of the you know this initiative, and I, I think it's great. I really think it's great for what they're doing. Yeah, um, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, you know, I I was once told to go back home. It it, it kind of hurt, but. You know, once I left the bar, I realized the bartender was right and I should have left. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's after a corny joke and you were like, yeah, I should go home. <laughs> go no, home. Cor at the corny joke, his people at home tell him, please leave. <laughs> I don't have we got to go home. Please leave. <laughs> I don't have any corny jokes. I'm not a farmer. Come on, man. Oh, wow. He went from dad jokes just to overall bad jokes. Oh, That's bad. Geez. Oh, my God. <laughs> so plus, my corns don't have. Uh, good jokes even though you know they have ears wow. that they can hear your bad jokes <laughs> they can hear the silence of us trying to figure out if that was funny or not um, so, it was okay. funny i was waiting for that so mike is that all your quick news that is all the quick news i have what about your badly described movie can we do that again because i don't think i'm gonna get it all right here we go shivering scientists discover change you can believe in Shivering science discovers change you you could believe in. It's it's so obvious, Cap. Come on. Oh, it's dude. Um, uh, I put on my glasses for no reason, <laughs> so you can hear like, better. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's like turning down the music when you're parking your car in the dark. That's exactly. a real thing. That's a real thing, uh, Ralph. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, well, let's just let Mike tell you what it is. You know, it's, no, it's no, no, so no. obvious. No, take a guess, Ralph. It's it's so obvious what it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Any any clue at all there, uh, Mr. Tech? Because right. we're gonna have to count this as a, a foul no answer. Yeah. If it's, I'm taking a no answer, you're taking a no answer. You know the answer, Mike. I don't have to tell you the answer. <laughs> I definitely know the answer. So he there you go. It. If you know the answer, then why do I have to tell you the answer? Because okay. you know, uh, so here we go. You know that I know that you know the answer. Yeah. Alrighty, shivering scientists discover change you can believe in. John Carpenter's The Thing. See, that's what I said. 
You see? Wow. You see? I, I wouldn't have got we that. There. I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> I, it's I, horribly described. That's why. I but I've only seen that movie once. I love I that movie so much. I've seen it so many times. You you know how many times I've seen that movie? Zero? That's right. You should see that movie. You will love that movie. It's all practical effects. It's just it it's the most amazing part is if you catch it on a you know 1080p or 4K, you know, movie, uh TV, you'll swear it was just shot recently. Wow. For a movie that was made back when they had no idea about they weren't preparing for like, you know, you know, being upgraded or anything like that. It looks like it's shot in today's cameras. Um, yet it's like what from what is it like the what was it in the nineties? No, 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 it was late eighties, isn't it? Late eighties. Yeah, I think it's late eighties. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's just wonderful. The the music, the tension, but the practical effects. Every time I get people to watch it, they've never seen it. They're just blown away because they're like, "This is all real stuff." I'm like, "Yep, all real." Well, it's pretty dope. You know, you you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tell my virtual private assistant to uh, remind me to watch it. Virtual private. You know, you know that Alexa. Remind me to watch it. It's gonna respond. Okay, good. I hope so. Yeah, I think so okay, so so that's Mike's quick news, and that's Mike's badly, dis- horribly described movie. Where else? Do you have any quick news? Uh, yes. For those of you in the know, uh, Marvel released, well, not Marvel, I guess Sony released the second trailer to the Spider-Man Far From Home movie that will be released in December. And Far From Home was released a couple of years ago. No way no, home. No way home. Sorry. There we go. My bad. <laughs> this is why you exist, Mike, to correct me in my errors. I corrected right. you first. Are you serious? But go ahead. You know, you exist to just you know find the errors, and Mike corrects them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. I'll take that job. Anyway, you were saying about No Way Home. Uh, pre-orders start November 29th for tickets, and the, having seen this second trailer, I can say. You know, something's afoot because it looks like in the trailer they CGI'd some stuff out to sort of hide the fact that there will be multiple Spider-Men in this movie. Yeah, I've been watching all those videos also. I don't watch any of them because I like to be completely surprised and entertained. Yeah, well, well, you will be surprised and entertained. I will be. So, Mike, you haven't seen the latest um, trailer, the official trailer? Which is, no. this is what the it last is. trailer I saw would have been the teaser, yeah, like however many months ago that came out. Right, yeah, the teaser. You know, so you saw the teaser. Yeah, I, I and now would, it's too close to the uh, release date for me to even bother. I would yeah. really love if Marvel, I said Marvel, if Sony just like did to us what they did to Tom Holland, because because of the fact that he make spoils, us famous. Oh yes, that too. <laughs> oh. No, because he spoils things a lot. Mm-hmm. They give him fake scripts. Yeah, right. Yeah, he, he doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut. So <laughs> it would be awesome if they gave us all a fake trailer, just so that we would be so surprised when we actually go and watch the movie. If I was in charge, I would. People would be like, "Oh, this is going to happen." I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Sure, it is." Oh, you mean like Suicide Squad? Like you know when Batman's hanging on the uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! What was the name of that the the Native American guy? Was it Apache or something like that? No, Who, the Hangman. Was it the Hangman? The, the one, one that died right away in the first Suicide Squad. The one that they show in the trailers, but they don't really show him in the actual movie. I mean, I think it was Hangman because he died like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. pointless character, right? <laughs> um, Anyhow. 
anyhow, um, I, I, it's funny. I, I feel the same way about that, uh, Ralph, about the excitement for Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm actually all excited about Disney Plus Day that was that happened um, last week. Today is um, we were we're recording this on November 22nd, so it was last week or the week before was it? Yeah, for for um, Disney Plus Day. You mean my and birthday? Th- was it the 12th that it came out? Yeah. Okay, well, Disney Plus Day came out then, and and what good previews they gave us between uh, Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Moon Knight <laughs> and, and X-Men 97 holy smokes I am excited and frightened by that simultaneously yeah actually <laughs> it really is I am completely split because it's it's like oh cool cool because you know you start thinking in the back of how you felt what you experienced da, 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 da. and you realize oh wait that's nearly 30 years later they're going to try and recreate this that is never going to happen, <laughs> you know, because um, it just never does. It's never going to be the same writers, the voice actors. I mean, because I mean, well, by the time it ended in 96, that's 25 years later. Mm-hmm. The same thoughts behind it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm hoping for that feel, but. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I just wanted to mention it as part of my quick yeah. news. No, I'm, this- no, I got excited when I saw it, though. Definitely. A lot of great things. Can't wait for it to happen. We have a lot of things to make up. Moon Knight! Wait, I was waiting for you to say Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to what we're here for, which is to talk about the new Marvel Studios production, The Eternals. And with a synopsis, is one of the biggest Moon Knight fans around besides Black Bolt. Mike, also known as MFG, take it away. Oh, we're back to me. Thank goodness. Moon Knight! Surprise! <laughs> All righty, we're here to talk about Marvel's The Eternals. The Eternals is the 26th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, the MCU. It was directed by Chloe Zhao uh, from a screenplay by Zhao, Patrick Burley, Ryan Furpo, and Kaz Furpo. The film is based on the Marvel Comics characters of the same name who, who were created by Jack Kirby in Eternals number 1 of July of 1976. The Eternals are an immortal race of genetically superior beings created by the Celestials to protect mankind from the Deviants. The movie had a $200 million budget and, during less stringent pandemic restrictions, has accumulated $136 million domestic and $336 million worldwide. The Eternals has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of, and this gets weird, 47% from the critics and an audience of 80%. And a Metacritic score of, uh, I believe it's like 52 out of 100 and with an audience of 66 out of 100. Interesting, okay. Yeah, very interesting. All right, a synopsis, here we go. In an overly ab- ambitious story of characters and universe building, Marvel takes some of its most obscure characters and introduces them to audiences with an equally ambitious question, what does it mean to be human? For more than 5,000 years, humanity has been guided and protected by inter- intergalactic beings that also became uh, players in our mythologies. With more race and ethnic diversity than you can throw a slur at, Marvel took this band of heroes and gave them colors, shapes, conditions, personalities, sexualities, and desires closer in demographics to its audiences than the original all superhuman, uh, all white superhuman team ever could have. After the Thanos snap had been undone, the human-eating deviants once again set their sights on the people of Earth. The once tight-knit group of heroes, now estranged, are forced to fight together or face their own deaths by a more powerful enemy. But time has changed these ancient beings, and with loves lost, passions gained, families forged, fortunes made, and dark secrets revealed, they not, might not be able to unite for a common cause to save the Earth. Alrighty, let's get a cast of characters here. We have 
Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, excuse me, mm -hmm. as Kingo, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, uh, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Barry Coogan as Druig, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, Sama Hayek as Ajax, Angelina Jolie as Thena, Harish Patel as Karun, and Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman. All right, so let's begin to talk about it. The Eternals. Well, wait, hold on. Before we start even talking about the Eternals, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for, and I have a mortgage out on it. So, yeah. Oof. Warning the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that snarky spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then the Celestials brought life to the galaxy, and they also brought Stush. You must protect this planet with Stush. <laughs> Made it sound like you, you must protect this planet with nothing. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> All right, so let's let's begin to talk about it. The Eternals. Um, a uh, Marvel property that even some hardcore comic book nerds had no idea who the fuck they were. And I cursed just to make my point. <laughs> so, let me, so let's talk about it. Um, movie, like Mike, like Mike said, visually stunning. Visually oh, yeah. stunning. I think we can all agree across the board. You look at this movie, volume off, holy smokes. There's so many different scenes that are amazing. But does the But do the visuals line up with how good the story was or the other way around what do you guys think do you think as visually stunning as it was does the story keep up i think uh i mean the story has its problems there's some pitfalls in the story there's definitely some plot um problems but i think they're much smaller um than i think that the dissenting public uh, has against them and um just like i also think there's a couple of pacing problems here and there but again Nothing that bothered me, but uh, yes, um, versus the CGI, which was beautiful. I think they both about held up just as well. Okay. Probably boy. Well, I don't want to agree with Mike. You better agree don't. with me. Then don't. Nobody's forcing you. I agree with Mike that the story did have some pitfalls that they could have addressed better. And but overall, it was a very good story, and the visuals just complement the story even more. Mm -hmm. Okay, definitely. I I will be one to be to say not that I agree with Mike, not that I don't. Go agree ahead, with him. say it. No, I'm saying that I'm one of those people in Mike's description about how people felt about, you know, felt about the movie. Uh, there's parts of it that I really like, but there's Mike mentioned pacing. We'll get into some of that in a bit. There's a lot of things about this movie that it just didn't sync the way i wanted it to now mind you i'm comparing it to different kind of marvel movies that's true right. but, that's a mistake right there yeah yeah but also <laughs> i mean when you when you're starting you know especially if it's if it was its own world or its own thing that's one thing but you already have a universe you already established and now you're saying okay well now here's how things really began it didn't i feel like it didn't hit the right chords for me to feel um like it tied in well like you, you you do a couple name drops of oh and Thor and oh of Captain America, but it didn't feel like they were part of the same world. But we'll get there in a second. Um, how did you guys feel about um, how they introduced the, everything in the beginning? How they how they talked about um, is it Arsham? Did I say it right? Yes. 
Arsham. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't I can't say Mjolnir, but I can. No, say, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I never have, but but, but Arsham, I get Mjolnir. Um, did you like the way they introduced how Arsham explained to them who was the creator and who was, you know, um, how everything came to be in the crawl? Because I didn't realize that until later on. Then again, my handicap was I had a six-year-old next to me and another six-year-old too. too I mean, there's just, there's not but so much they can do with what they were trying to do. In other words, the, the way the Eternals work, they could never have, have um, they could never have introduced them independently, nor could they have introduced them in pairs or sets. So you have to do it in one shot. And I think with that task in hand, and this is not like, oh, I hate DC, but I love Marvel or anything like that. I, right. I want them both to do successful. I feel that considering that you're going from no knowledge base of, inter- of Eternals, like I said, most even comic book readers, we're not even talking about hardcore, just comic book readers have no idea who they are. They, they've heard of them. But they don't know who or what they are. And of course, obviously, the MCU is putting its own spin on it as well because you know you can't use you know movie uh, lineage in in these. I mean, sorry, you can't use comic book lineage in the movies because it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, so they have a lot to go through, and I feel that the crawl was needed, just like a lot of the explanation and a lot of the back and forth, which people complain about, which I don't know why. But the um, the time going back and forth where they were showing them in the past and in the, in the present, that had to happen in order for us to understand who these characters are. Which as opposed, and I thought, and again, not saying it was perfect, I thought they did a good job of introducing these characters and trying to explain what they need to explain. Always could have been better, but I thought they did a, a pretty good job. As opposed to DC, who took characters that everyone knows <laughs> and failed to introduce them clearly together, you know? So I, so again, taking like completely, complete unknowns and much larger, I, what, twice as big as the Guardians of the Galaxy group? Like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was a hard sell, but you had fewer characters. They have 10 characters plus, you know, Celestials to introduce. Well, That's I, I a also, lot. You know. I, I agree. I just kind of feel like, you know, it's kind of something that Mike says. Mike said it before. You're the writer. You can scale it down. This is not necessarily a problem. It's like when we talk about Superman, uh, Man of Steel, and, oh, you know, he, um, he, he killed all these people. That, well, you could have written it better. I feel yeah. like, you know, you didn't have to have 12 people. You could have made it six because because you don't know these characters, you could have offed some of them. That actually, no. I mean, these that everybody there except for Gilgamesh are, and Fastos are pretty much the, but well, that's 10 out of 12. That's, I mean, that's just two people. <laughs> like they are the original, they're, they're the original Eternals. The other mm-hmm. like um, Gilgamesh right. came about like, I think just, like, I, mean, I know Fastos came about like maybe two years later in the series and Gilgamesh was a few years in, in, the, in the Neil Gaiman series, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Right. Were you about to say that, Ralphie? R.I.P. Gilgamesh. <laughs> Ralph, just waste no time spoiling stuff. <laughs> Listen, if you're we listening up to warning, this point. So it's allowed. Yeah. It's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> At this well, point, come on. All right. So let, let me let me ask the question. Because, oh, I'm sorry. Let me add to what I asked about um about Arshium. Um I, I, Arsham, thank you. Yeah, I still got it wrong. Um, <laughs> I, um, I was, I was watch. I had to watch it again because for the first half hour of the movie, I'm tending to my daughter, so I had to watch part of it again. I didn't realize the crawl was almost like a false lead. What do you mean? Arsham says, "Well, I created this and I created that, you know, and then I, you know, I'm saying like he said he's the one who created the sun and he created all these things when we know that that's not what happened." You know, it's almost like a false narrator type thing where he's saying, here's what's happened. Here's what's really going on. And 
when the reality is there's more to these um, Eternals than I mean, even they realize because they've been told that he created all the other sons and all this other thing. They did, though. They're saying that they didn't. No, the Celestials. That's what, that's what, that's the what Celestials did create the stars, but the reason why they create the planets and, and see the life on the planets is to create more Celestials to in turn then create more life. Yeah. To create, yeah. yeah, I was I'm confused. Where where did you think that they didn't do this? The, um where did, I'm trying to think where in the movie because because no just, well, Arsham then tells the truth to Circe is the fact that um that the the Eternals mission isn't one of just guiding them to to pro, to progress and, and the whole reason that they're guiding them to progress isn't for them to flourish and, and grow more, it's just so that they can, they can go another celestial out, out, out food of the for the celestials. Um, right. Well, emergence. I mean, well, okay. Well, they feed off of the energies of having more population. So, yes, actually, the Eternals, their purpose is to help the um, population live um, from the deviants and to populate. And yeah, but, not, but that's just but not, not, but not for the noble solely. Right. It's not right. a noble purpose. I mean, so again. They weren't lied to per se. They just weren't told what the end game was. You know? They misled. That's what I'm saying. Right. So it's, right. Um, but, but 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 as far as you're saying, though, but no. But the celestials still did create all these things. They didn't lie about that. It's just that, and not every planet that they create has a celestial seed. Yeah. That's why they're saying. That's why they're saying like one planet of seven billion lost. But there will be tens of thousands of literally galaxies that will be born out of that one. Right. So yeah. So Arsham didn't lie. He just withheld that little bit at the end. He, he omitted, which is lying. <laughs> well, it's not lying. I mean, he didn't go. They didn't go. Hey, are you going to destroy this planet? No. no. He didn't say that. He just didn't tell them. <laughs> and and in fact, and in fact, they all know it. They just don't remember it. Yeah. Because that's, of, that's because the other part. They actually yeah, are quite them. aware of what happens. They just don't know they know it already. Right. You know. So. so Black Knight is dating someone who is eternal, literally eternal, who, who's actually older than she is. Well, he knows that. He, I mean, yeah, he knows that, right? No, but he's right. she's a lot older than he actually thinks he is, that she is. Right. So, because she is like... She's as old as her memory says that she is because her memory well, is better. At, at, a, mi at a minimum, it's not even talking about her, her age. She's been around Earth for 5,000 years. Yeah. That's just... Alive and kicking, not as a baby, just like, that's as a full-grown adult. Um, now, in the comic books, the Eternals were created one million years ago by the Celestials, and kept the ones that are on Earth were kept here on Earth one million years ago. That's how long they've been here. Um, for for the MCU, they've been here for five thousand years, and they haven't been physically on the Earth for the five thousand uh, because that also kind of got me when they would talk about the numbers, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not five thousand. That's like three thousand something. But then they would say, like, I think some of it was they were watching first. Then they went down mm. to the planet. Was Uatu with them? Um, probably not. He, he was probably watching them. <laughs> he probably taught them how to watch too, right? He's like, listen, all right, if you're going to be watching, all right, you just got to be quiet, look closely, and you don't touch yourself right there. You wait until oh, you do that later. Oh, how did we get there? Dang. Because Uatu is the biggest pervert of them all. Speaking of watching, and Ralph kind of served it up, Mike and Ralph served it up this next question. How did you feel about, I mean, before we get into the individual Eternals, how did you feel about their explanation on why the Eternals haven't meddled in um, other human affairs like the attack on New York, like the snap, you know, like all these things. The way they explained why they weren't a part of that or take, you know, take a hand in trying to help out 
Were you okay with it? I mean, that's that's basic, you know, like um, like sort of let's call it like deity handbook, where it's like we leave the humans to their own doing, and we only meddle into meddle with godly affairs, and that's what the deviants are technically are, you know, god creatures that only the Eternals can deal with. So, there's I don't know if there would be a better explanation for why they didn't interfere. Well, I mean, basically, they're just following orders. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, the explanation comes because the Eternals weren't planned prior to the phases being done. So anything that you go on afterwards, everyone's always going to ask, why didn't you interfere? I think their explanation is far better. Again, assuming that we're all on the same Earth in the same population, no timey-wimey, no multiverse right. interaction, their answer is going to be far better than anything we're going to get from uh, the X-Men. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I'm being true. I mean, at least the, the Eternals are saying like, hey, we're instructed by this, this celestial level thing right. not to interfere in anything that doesn't deal with the deviants. Okay, cool. We do as we're told. What are the X-Men going to say? Uh, yeah, we didn't notice any mutants involved, so fuck you. I feel, <laughs> you know, like... I feel that the only plausible way they can bring in the X-Men and, and make it make some sort of sense is using the multiverse theory that the X-Men only existed or the X-Men existed, but in a different multi in a different universe. And then something will happen to then collapse the universes together. And that's when we're going to have them in ours. I mean, I think that's what most people assume is going to happen. I, I just think that's, it's a nasty cheat yeah. at that point. And also it, because it then is, it's like, but it's, well, the, but it's a it's nasty cheat one. because then it's like, okay, well, you know, is there is now the X-Men's whole point going to be trying to get back home? Because it's like, you're not invested in this planet, <laughs> you know? I've, and, then, and if you do the, and if you do the double cheat of, we merged the planets together and then did this DC crossover and go, and now everyone remembers the same thing. Oh, come on. Um, that, that's, that's a I, nasty cheat. They're not going <laughs> to do that. Here's my yeah. opinion, what they're going to do. And I don't want to say too much on the X-Men, even though people are, are bringing this whole Eternals are going to introduce the X-Men. And they've been saying that for a, since the movie's been like, you know, since it was been on you know on preview, um, I'll say this: I think that maybe a couple of characters will have existed in the MCU, but maybe in hiding, like maybe a Wolverine, where he was part of the Super Soldier, whatever, whatever. But something about a the mutant boom is gonna happen now, and the or mutant boom is gonna happen maybe like not too far, you know, before maybe the snap, and they're gonna say that's when people started developing powers. So Cyclops and all those people didn't exist until now we want them to exist by the same time but the they, so you're saying that in your your theory that has nothing to do with them being teenagers they just suddenly became mutants out of nowhere I, I, i'm thinking that's somehow, even worse of an answer <laughs> hey, I, no, no, i'm saying whatever's gonna happen i don't know if it's gonna be a change in it's not like a bomb or it's not whatever they're gonna find some way because it's the mcu they're gonna find some way to talk about how the mutations happen and i think that people want it to be in line with the other heroes it's not these heroes are going to be starting now. So they're going to have to find some way to explain now. And, and, and whether it's a, a nuclear explosion or the timeline got messed up and whatever, but it's going to start people start mutating now. And we're not going to have, you know, Cyclops and Jean Grey in the 70s and 80s. It's not going to be that way. Yeah, but I mean, but even the fact that they would be even teens to adults, it's like, again, going off of our normal knowledge of mutants is they got their powers as teenagers. Right. So does everyone. So that you're like, again, 
I mean, and also like the fact that it, that it just started in the last few years. Again, like that's what I'm saying, like it'll be interesting to see where they go because if it's all the same universe, whatever, it's just going to feel like a cheat to get it in there, you know, which it has to be at this point. Well, once again, with all the well, well, with the multiverse, they can do a lot of things. That's that the multiverse is as cheap as time travel at that point, you know. It is. It will be. What well, about you? Say I'm sorry, bro. I can't believe I'm the one that's gonna have to say this. But let's get back on track here. We're talking oh my about God. the Eternals. <laughs> okay, let's go back. Let's go back to the Eternals. Thank you, sir. Sorry about that. So let me ask you: um, out of all of the Eternals, which Eternal did you feel like had the most compelling story, or the one that kept you interested? I'll be honest with you. I, I tried to like them. I tried to be very interested. I was somewhat interested, but there were some that really were were very plain, and there were some that were more exciting. For you guys, which ones, one or ones, had the more compelling storyline or the more interesting personality? Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, what's uh, what was it? The Mercurial, Mercury, uh, Macari, Macari, Macari. So I thought. I, uh, I wanted to get more from Makari. Like, I really wish they had expanded more on, on, on what she was doing. Clear. So at the end, we uh, towards the end, we see she that, was reading. Yeah, <laughs> basically hoarding, and I, I guess going in and out of the, the the mothership, you know, throughout the years. Um, but I really wish like you would have told us what she did throughout the years because if if it's just that sitting there, then you know. I don't know what was her ultimate purpose then you know right I mean well I mean don't forget too like again when you have even if you had a smaller cast even if you had half that cast it's like well that's what other movies are for I mean you if you give everything away then I would need I would need individual storylines for every character and, and you know that's just yeah. impossible well, I, I wanted a little bit more from her um though I did think it was interesting the fact that um uh, she's using American Sign Language and that um, so back when they're in, uh, I think it's Mesopotamia mm -hmm. and she's talking to, uh, Druid, right. And he, he, I think she mentions like time or something and, and points to her wrist. Right. They don't have watches in Mesopotamia. You mean the Eternals yeah. who are far advanced and created sign language that people learn. Remember the whole point is they are the ones that guided us throughout all inventions. They're essentially yeah. like the muses. So, or, you know, yes, so yeah. yeah, so I mean, so yes, they would have watches the and Eternals they know a sign language. don't have watches. Well, you know, we didn't see them wearing watches, but who said they didn't have watches to their own history? Well, I mean, there's, well, it, it, there's not, it's not even remotely unbelievable. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, especially with the inventor who, who was talking about things well ahead of Yeah, time. Fastos. I mean, yeah, like, Fastos, yeah, the whole you. point is like, I mean, that was, and I really liked when they added, when he was like, oh, I can make this steam power thing. And they're like, we don't feel that they're ready for steam powered engine. Like it was that just showed you like it wasn't just, oh, we gave them gifts. They literally guided us like, nope, tone it down. They need to learn how to use this first and then the next step, you know? Um, so I really liked that part with their introduction. But um, here's a plow. There you go. Yeah. But well, he was just like, here's a plow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did like that. I, I can't. It was lie. just funny because I was just like, well, yeah. I mean, because I'm sure lots of people are like, well, why didn't they give us this? It's like, why do you think you're ready for it? <laughs> you know, we're barely ready for smartphones. And we weren't ready for Google Glass, for God's <laughs> sakes. True. <laughs> we Facts. weren't ready for Google Glass. And yet somehow, you know. Yeah. Um, but, so I thought okay. Sprite. Uh, was pretty interesting that just the simple fact that 
I mean, you see this all the time. It's, it's sort of like a little love triangle that is there but not really there. But this, it's kind of sad, the fact that she hates who she is and has to, like, uh, she can't be with the with people the way she wants to be with because even if she can create the illusion that she's older, you know, it's it's still an illusion. She can't actually touch the people because it'll just fade right, right. through. Yeah. I mean, well, they, what's interesting is that they, they, they limited a lot of their powers for the movie, which respectively is, it was a wise decision because Sprite's illusions are extremely tangible um, normally and stuff like that. And also Sprite was a boy. Um, <laughs> uh, most of them were, um, you know, like Ajax was male, wasn't Sama Hayek. Um, right. That I remember. Um, uh, Makari oh was male and also could speak and hear actually in the comics themselves at one point, and this is about several years ago, uh, Makari was killed, brought back, and then for some, and they always go for some odd reason because there isn't really clear why became female. And when he was still trying to contact this one celestial that's on Earth in the comic books, um, it it he or she by that point, uh, and ended up damaging herself. And so actually, in the comics, she became deaf, mute, and uh, did she become blind? I'm not sure if she became blind. I think just deaf and mute. Yeah, uh, even it'd be kind comics. of bad to be blind and moving fast. Yeah, that would be hard. Um, but there's a wall. But at the same time, again, like the, the difference between MCU versus a uh, uh, six one six comic book is that all the Inhumans have a very base, uh, a, a shared base genetics, which is they're all super strong. Like they, except for Sprite, because Sprite is like physically smaller than all of them. You they all a... lift somewhere around thirty uh, tons. Eternal. So they're really strong. All the Eternals. Yeah, they all you lift around humans. Sorry about that. They all lift around uh, 30 tons. They can all fly yeah. if they want to. Uh, they all can project uh, energy through their eyes if they wish. They can all have some form of illusion and Yeah, matter. I'm glad they dialed that back. Yeah, but what it is is that, what it is is that, well, it's no different. What they, were, what they were doing when they wrote it or when Jack Kirby wrote it was that this is their baseline, just like we all do very similar things, but then you specialize in something. Right. So that like Cersei is the most specialized in matter manipulation. You know, right. or or Gilgamesh is the strongest of all of them. You know, even though they can lift thirty tons, that he can probably do at least a hundred tons. You know, or right. hundred, you know, million tons, whatever that kind of thing. But um, I I I don't I think um, and they they hinted at it. Sprite would have had a much more compelling story if they had you know given us longer and if we had to focus on her more. Uh, just because of the fact it's not even just about the love triangle; it's about the fact that. You know, she is way older than she appears, you know, like like Ralph was saying. Um, but I think out of all I think Icarus also, if if we were given more information about him, would have had an interesting story to find out how he, you know, he was like, I'm your soldier. Right. Like right how or we got wrong, to where his, his I follow process, the mission. Right. I don't have yeah. a purpose without this mission. Right. Kind of a feel. Um Cersei, I thought that they just kind of uh, zipped uh, her around boring, so fast. Yeah. Boring. Sorry. Well, I didn't find her boring. It just she was I, plain, it, man. It was, it was just, just yeah. I mean, they they could have pushed more life, and it's really funny because in the comics, Cersei is the she's like a socialite. She's very much like I want to be seen by everybody. I want to be in demand. You know, I go, I walk in the room and I command. So it's very interesting that they flipped her personality completely for the MCU. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, and again, Fastos would have been interesting. You know, it's, it's another one to see in later films because you know he was having a quote-unquote normal life right you know 
Um, it, it's funny. It's like, like he's the gay eternal, but yet being eternal was outed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Very um, true. But yeah, I mean, I thought a few of them were born, but like there was none of them. I would just definitely say none of them stuck out and said like, I right now will say this one is the most interesting in that movie. I, I definitely don't feel there was any one lead storyline that stole anything from me per se, not for me. Yeah, I, I feel like um, they, they tried to, like, I felt like there was a lull in the storytelling. Like Mike talks about like, now number one, and, and, and we can't get into all this in one podcast, but I'm gonna try to be as, condensed and concise as possible. I feel like people want bang, boom, zing, zang, you know, all this stuff. Not all movies are like that, especially when you're doing this kind of movie, and I get it. But I can see where there's a lot of talking, and it's a little bit of action, a lot of talking. It, it felt like Lord of the Rings um, part one. It felt like the, the first episode of Lord <laughs> of the Rings. And there's walking, and there's, it's the same thing. But instead of walking, there's talking, and all this exposition, and all the, and it felt that way. And then when you get to some of the personalities, they try to punch it up with Kingo, you know, because Kingo was very like out there because he's doing Bollywood and all this other stuff. And then Fastos was interesting because he was super smart and he had, you know, a nice little sarcastic, you know, wit like that MCU is known for. But none of them just, felt, none of them, I, I wasn't invested in any of them. Well, I think they said it's a hard point. I mean, it's hard for them to make any one shine and still make a team movie. I mean, it's just, it's really, really hard, especially with a team of that size. Um, like, you know, like, cause like Drew, as much as, his, you know, to see what he's going through his mind, it's interesting. You come back to him and you see like, oh yeah, you, you're just what we thought would happen. You know, if you go around controlling yeah. minds, it's like, you know, yeah. not, not a good idea. Um, but I mean, again, it's still, t I felt like what I got from everybody was enough for me for the most part because I, like i said I, I don't want any one of them to dominate because they've got so much to give us and unfortunately it has to be in exposition it has to be in flashbacks it's not much else you can do to you know get the world up and running on all this and how it's going to go um i definitely feel though that they shot their biggest load in the first movie so i don't know how many or what or you know if there even will be another Eternals movies, or if they'll now break into other people's movies, you know, piece by you know right. character at a time or something. But you know, for them to have already revealed about the celestial thing and that it could have broken the Earth and what their whole purpose was, I mean, that felt like that should have been movie number three. Like them creating the Unimine, yeah. which is their ultimate power. It's like, well, that's what you build up to <laughs> in your series of movies. Um, so that's what also makes me question if they're if they even if they even planned on there being a series of movies. Well, mm, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Robbie, as, I'm sorry. As it says at the end of the movie, the Eternals will return. Right, but whether they'll return as their own film, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, or if they'll just return in other people. Right. I mean, if you've already separated Mike, them, Mike, you can Mike. easily throw them in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Or if there's any other branch off of Captain Marvel and stuff like that, you can easily put them out in space. You know, Mike. right? Mike. Um. Don't question. Yeah. They will return. I've I've got a question for you. Did you guys know already that um, when when you saw that um, when Cersei and Icarus found Ajax um, Ajax dead, did you know already who did it? Yeah, the oh, you mean when it. they first found when Ajax? First, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you know, because I mean, Icarus has never been a turn. I mean, in the comics, he's never been a turncoat. Uh, he also was never in love with Cersei. That was Makari when he was still male, uh, but. He was never a turncoat. He was always just like, you know, again, just 
you know, a, 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 the flying lead member because that was his thing. Everyone else could fly, but he specialized in flying, you know. Right. Um, but no, I, you know, it wasn't him. I knew he knew more than he was saying. You could tell that by his distant look, but I didn't suspect that he was the killer. Okay. Ravi? Oh, I could tell from the moment he showed up in London. I was like, oh, this dude killed Ajax already, man. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we call audience full of crap. You, you got star power Selma Hayek and you kill her within the first five minutes? Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, she, she made it throughout the film. I was like, she still made it. Flashbacks she, she don't count. What? She hey, wasn't on screen? She Russell Crowe it. Flashbacks. She Russell Crowe it. <laughs> well, well, was it Russell Crowe? And, 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 yeah. and don't forget, whenever they really want to, they'll just regenerate another one. That right. True. Which is kind of like cheat. Um, well, it's funny. Well, it's not a cheat when they've already described we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a cheat would be like, "Oh, hey, we found the machine. We can bring her back." You'd be like, "What?" <laughs> um, Mike just shows up and says, "Oh, here's another one. I, I just pulled this one out from the back storeroom." <laughs> um, did you think? I mean, I mean, how did you feel when they made Icarus the big bad? Not the big bad, but the one, the the, the big um climactic fight scene that, that 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 all movies kind of build towards where i was very surprised that when, when he threw ajak and he showed what he did i was like he did it <laughs> no i was enjoying it i mean because again it wasn't like you were they 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 left you that he was a good man but they didn't again it wasn't the icarus movie so you weren't like but he's the star of the entire thing. it's like no he's one of the many so by the time you know he does a bad turn you're like all right I could see that. And uh, and it fit with the what we got. Like he was even in the flashbacks, you saw that as much as he loved Cersei, he was kind of standoffish and stoic towards most other things, mm, like right. a good soldier. So it was like, okay, this isn't unbelievable. Isn't like, oh wow, you saw him enjoying life and loving the people, and then he just flipped. It's like, no, no. He kind of kept his distance all the time anyway. But then also we learned that he knew for the longest what the, their purpose was as well. Right. So there was a big difference there too. So no, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed um watching the fight. I thought it was fun at times. Again, there were problems here and there. Um, but I did enjoy the fight. I enjoyed I was coming, I'm like, how are they gonna get Fastos in this fight? And you know, I was like, Oh, I see how they got it. I enjoyed Angelina Jolie's moves, you know, like they were saying that her costume was actually all CGI. Really? Because they because of the way she was moving with her fights, it was much more of like a ballet type move. They didn't want a costume like that to interrupt her. So they CGI'd it on. Wow, cool. okay. Yeah. Well, That's... That, that fight showed me that you never mess with the tech. This is what I've been saying <laughs> for years. You don't mess with the tech. I feel like that was passive aggressive, Mike. That's just how it is. <laughs> I, that's right. I'll, I'll get aggressive aggressive. He said, <laughs> he said, listen, Icarus, you mess with me, you mess with my family. Oh no. Nah. You blew up my ship? Oh no, 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 sir. You're gonna be grounded. And what did he do? He grounded him, man. Literally. Oh, that was fun. That was some fun tech, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's now, now, quick question about um, because we talk about the tech and we talk about you know the big fight scene and we, um and we kind of mentioned the fact that you know, um, the purpose of the, of the Eternals are to keep life thriving on the planet so that a celestial can come to be and destroy the planet, whatever. And the name of the celestial that was inside the Earth was Tiamat. Tiamat. 
Now, at the end, in the big climactic battle, they're trying to prevent Tiamat from um, hatching. Correct. And Cersei and you know Cersei and the crew are fighting are fighting um, Icarus. Now they say something at the end about that they did it, but they did it with the help of Tiamat. Right. What do you think they meant by that? They used the Tiamat celestial energy in order to have Cersei do the Unimine and, and be able to transmute Tiamat into some sort of marble stone thing, killing it entirely. But do so you think... What are you about to ask? What are you about to ask? Because I hear in a lot of different circles, people have been bringing up the fact that maybe Tiamat, you know, that he, even though he's being birthed, like his conscience could have been around for a while and that possibly he cooperated with the Unimine. I mean, well, I mean she said, that she, she said that she got the help from him. She didn't right. say she stole power from Tiamat. She said she got the help from Tiamat. So to me, Tiamat's like, yeah, I got feelings about these people, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I, I'm i with you. I don't, I'm, I'm going to be birthed whether I wanted or not, but if you can help stop it, I'll stop it, <laughs> you know? And that's what I feel. I mean, you know, it's just, there's no right or wrong because it's, I'm until the director says or the writer says, this is exactly what we meant. It's just a feeling. But yeah, I think Tiamat was just like, no, we're cool. <laughs> you know, do you think the feelings he had were chills? Um, I don't know. Oh, were they gosh. multiplying? I don't oh, know. Stop, stop, stop. Was he stop, losing stop. control? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, with without um without John Travolta there to tell us, it's really <laughs> impossible for me to know that. But uh <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean I I that I thought was a little over the edge because it, there's so many questions that that brings up. It's like Yeah. Okay. I mean, not even about the power. I'm talking about so you're at full growth you would destroy the planet but obviously you already kind of formed your body in the planet yep so are you kind of wispy smoke with a head and a hand or are you fully formed just under the earth which right. means like you know there's just so there's so many questions that that's what i'm saying especially for a first movie i mean sure it's cool with them you know coming out with the celestial explaining that and having to stop it in whatever manner they were going to do it but i'm like that should have been like movie three that's a lot for one first movie outing because it's, it's like okay if you guys i understand you know they're separated now but working together could do that and with the celestial's help what else are you going to fight that's going to be that much of a problem yeah <laughs> you know pretty much who's going to be a threat yeah right another real celestial who's pissed that that's so oh, well, Arisham is pissed. You know that this is not going to go well. Well, when you when, when you do, uh, what was the name of the, uh, of that movie that um, people were disappearing, going into the sky? It was Mark Wahlberg in that movie, or no? The, hap talking... the happening? No, no, that wasn't in the sky. That was that was the trees killing people. Don't ever remind me of that movie again. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> um, once going being sucked up. That was the one with um, Alfred Woodard, wasn't it? She was she wasn't the star. But she was Alfred Woodard and. Juliana Moore, uh, when she was she could, yeah. she was trying to find her kids and no one remembered. Right, them. yeah, yeah. That that also was a bad movie. But that's, that's what it felt. Like. <laughs> that felt like Arishim, you know, was like, okay, and you guys didn't let um um Tiamat get you know get formed. You 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 gone. I was well, like, oh. One one thing that I did love is that because like you could always assume that like oh only the Eternal saw it or and Dane because he's got a special gift. Dane, but I like the fact it's like oh no. Everyone saw Arisham. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, and again, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go into it. I mean, I would like them in other MCU movies to bring it up and even bring up some odd and kind of funny things. But at that point, you're gonna have people think about think about 
human beings as we are right now in the real world. Imagine suddenly they saw Arashim the way they did, parting the clouds and larger than the earth from the chest up. I'm mean, yeah. sorry, from the shoulders up, bigger than the earth. How many religions of that thing, it won't, they won't know it's Arashim, <laughs> would you think that would have now been? Because everyone's like, either that was God or we're now worshiping it. Like, you know, I mean, like, you know, and I think in other movies, not saying that that should become a plot point, but you should hear people like, you know, the, the you know, the house of the sky god or something like that. I mean, it would just be believable. Right. Yeah. And also it would be a nice nod to the Eternals movie by that point, you know. Right. Um, and, and and that kind of, I keep going back to as much as I loved it visually, there's a lot of things, whether it was problems with certain plot holes or just, you know, problems understanding certain concepts, it just was made it hard to digest. It was just like, okay, is this too much, too much, maybe too much too soon, I guess, a case of? I, not for me, I, I guess, because I'm, I'm used to these ideas from the, from the comics, not just okay. Eternals, but just the comics that deal with like these larger, you know, galactic type things. So I was okay with the ideas. Okay. I have only okay. one question. What's that? Did Sprite maintain her powers? Uh, according to Cersei, she turned her human yeah. and that she would age, but she, so we don't know, you know, right. Yeah, so she can still have her powers, but she'll age. Maybe that's maybe. also a cheat seeing as how you casted a child as, a, right. as one of the characters. So now when she gets older, you could still use her. Absolutely. Right. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the only cheat you have. I mean, we are human beings. I mean, unless you want, and that would be horrible, a CGI human being like Puck. I mean, not Puck, whatever, um, Pip. Pip will be hard enough, you know, but I mean, at least that's something that's not a human being. It's, it's some other kind of living creature or whatever. But like a CGI human being would be rough, especially with technology. And then as technology changed, she's also going to kind of look different every time. You know, I'm like, I, I thought that was wise, but I kept wondering the whole, like the moment they introduced a Sprite, I'm like, how are they going to handle this? I'm like, by the next movie alone, she's going to look like a different person. Right, <laughs> you know? basically, yeah. Or they'll just be like, oh, um, yeah, you know, she uh, she was turned human and, you know, it's it's a bad world. She got killed somehow and then she's gone. Yeah, I mean, or, or they could just be smart. They could just let it be, right. like, just let the character go. Because yeah. in the comics, Sprite is not a nice character. It's, it's Sprite is beyond, he was he's beyond mischievous. He's actually, his mischief makes Loki look kind of like a nice guy. Because, like, his mischievousness is, I do these quote-unquote humorous things if people die, eh, they die. She, he doesn't really care. It's not that he goes out to kill. He just doesn't care. He'll do things like this for fun. But then it also turns out like in one story plot, he actually is the villain. Like he actually um, kills some of the other Eternals because he, again, he hates his life. <laughs> you know, he right. hates the fact. And they already know that they're like um, able, like they're that they're made. They know that. So his whole point is, why did you make me suffer? It wasn't like I'm in, mm. it's an accident or something about my powers made me not age. It's you are intentionally making me this young and imprisoning me in this, this kid's body, you know? Right. So yeah, that's, that's making them feel a little certain. What is, what is that saying go? Making them feel a kind of way. And as you Good think job, about it, Mike. yeah. And if you think about it though, wouldn't you, you know, like yeah, the others, yeah. like the others are already like, you know, why am I this way? It's like, well, why did you leave me as a kid? <laughs> you know? Right. That's some BS. Um, I, I'm looking at the time and I know we got to start wrapping it up. I did want to say one other thing though. Oh, that, sure, go um, ahead. For people that did not know, um, uh, Lauren Vidloff as Makari, 
she right? actually is death. Yeah. So now that she, not only is she the first death uh, hero in there, she actually is a death actress as well. So I just want to point that out to anyone that did not know. So that was really cool. And she was saying that it's just really good. She goes because since the movie came out, there has been a spike in learning sign language. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, she's been hit up a lot. So, you know, that's that's just a wonderful thing. That That's really good. Yeah. Um, before we go into renaming and ratings, what did we think of the um, the two post-credit scenes? Oh, I'm sorry. One mid-credit, one post-credit scene. What do we think? I'm trying to remember. I know one, but what's the... Well, uh, the, the mid-credit scene was with Eros, a.k.a. Star Right, right. Yeah. I, I'm like, people got mad over Pepe Le Pew and the fact that he's kind of rapey. I really wanted to see how Marvel's going to gloss over Eros, who his whole thing is that he manipulates mm-hmm. your emotions. And in the comics especially, it's not like any emotion. He manipulates you to love him and generally sexually love him, you know, because he's the Eros, the god of love, you know. Um, I wasn't thrilled either way. I'm also not thrilled that they're still keeping the idea that he's related to Thanos, Thanos. which now makes Thanos an eternal. Yep. Right. You know, so I'm like, I'm not happy. But I wasn't happy about that in the comics either, but I'm really not happy about that. Okay. All right. Not you there, Ralphie. I mean, I don't know much about Arrow, so I'm like, you know what? Let's see what they do. Otherwise, he wasn't an important character. I mean, his whole thing was just being smarmy and now, like, hey, baby, you love me. And it's like, hey, right, whatever. Now, Pip, <laughs> I, I did some research after seeing him, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So the reason why he can teleport places is because he was in possession of the Space Stone for a while, and residual radiation had given him the ability to teleport wherever he wants. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting, he was part of this really dumb comic book called the Infinity Watch. Yeah. After after um Thanos, Thanos. was defeated, yeah. after Th- no, well, Thanos was defeated originally, and um Adam Warlock had the stones. I think Adam Warlock gives each one of them the stones. Drax is in it. Yep. Pip is in it. I I can't remember who the other ones are in it, but it was a really dumb comic book. But yeah. I remember that's where I first met Pip the Troll. And what about the um the the, the post credit scene with um. With Dane Whitman finally getting his ebony blade, it was yeah. so funny because like the whole movie, I didn't catch his last name in the in earlier on. I know they said it, but it wasn't until she said it was. I know it was her phone went off, and I saw it was like Dane Whitman. I was like, "Oh shit, Dane Whitman!" I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, "That's the Black Knight." Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see that. But I'm assuming that that off-screen voice was Mahershala Ali. They've already said they've already confirmed. Oh, did they, they say it is him? They've confirmed. Was it him? Yes. Oh, okay. So that's Blade. So that'll be interesting as to why Blade is contacting him. I mean, unless London's having a a vampire fest at the moment. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, they've been talking about, you know, having to do with the Blade and mastering the Blade. And it's it's interesting. It's an interesting choice. Yeah, but I mean, once I open a box of an ebony blade, I don't want there to be an ebony blade in the room with me, too. Uh, <laughs> like, that's just too... <laughs> Give him the rim shot. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. That's literally what they've said has happened. <laughs> you know, oh, I picked up the Ebony Blade and you are? I'm Ebony Blade. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Roll credits. <laughs> all right. All right. Ralphie, what about you? Today, it's nothing you got to say? Well, what was the question? Uh, what did you think of the post credit? Yay, nay, what? Oh, right, that one. Um, I don't know much about the Black Knight. As long as he's not Martin Lawrence, I guess it's fine. 
Wow. Okay. That's the wrong Black Knight. Everybody um, <laughs> says that. <laughs> all right. Let's go into it. Renaming the movie. Ralph, what do you want to rename it? I am going to rename this uh, The Eternal Problems and then some. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I'm going to call it The Eternally Too Long of a Movie. Mike, <laughs> I, I had no problem with any of that. I give it, it long. Eternals, The Fastos and the Furious. The Fastos and the Furious. <laughs> One of my favorite characters is Fast Souls. All right. All right. Let's go for it. Ratings for the Eternals. Ralph. I give the Eternals eight out of 10. Uh, Tiamat's just, it looked like he was in pain. Just a giant head coming out with the hand. He's like, froze. He's like, ah. Welcome to childbirth. That, that was crazy. <laughs> With a hand coming from 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 an orifice, that's not usually how it works. It's usually the head first, but okay. <laughs> usually, well, I'm gonna give it seven. Athena, Athena, Angelina. At this point, I don't care. Out of ten, <laughs> Mike, I give it eight. I'm still getting over the fact that you aren't a wizard. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. The Eternals. Judge for yourself what you think. Just know it's gonna be a nice long sit. So don't have any slushies. But guys, girls, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. Now with more Eternals. Yeah, definitely. Well, not with more Eternals, because any more Eternals, there'd be no more movie. <laughs> like, now, now with the missing three hours from the Eternals cut. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> Eternals felt like Waterworld. No, I'm, I'm, I'm overstating. I'm no, overstating. I'm nothing overstating. feels like Waterworld. I'm overstating. Okay, all right. Listen, so, guys, you. I enjoyed that movie, but. <sighs> and you're the only one, including the lead actors. Wait, you enjoyed Waterworld or enjoyed Eternals? Well, both. But Waterworld, I, I, I liked the sci-fi oh. aspect of it, but the story aspect of it. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. We're going to move out of there and just say everybody knows this segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we try to make it under a minute, but there's a mission of some hairy, tanned Dominican member of the podcast who loves the sabotage. And he's drinking from tea like Kermit the Bleeping Frog. This guy? This This guy? guy? Mr. Cooper's back on? (laughs) Mr. Cooper, you just called him Harry? (laughs) <laughs> his arms yeah no he's doubt. got this got the head of hair he's got he's got a thick head of hair unlike you two and a beard that's why that's why i insult him i'm jealous of him Listen, right. i just saw a video today of these japanese rock band artists and the head of hair on each one of them just made me jealous and angry <laughs> all right ready set go should Daredevil and Moon Knight ever cross paths in the MCU? I think I know this answer. Mike. Of course. And DD's blind ass will be pummeled. And he'll get beaten up too. You're a freaking biased. Ralph. I mean, it's up to them, really. Like, who are we to control what they do and who they meet across, you know, their paths? We can't control uh, fate. Who do we think a, we are? Such you a know? Ralph answer. Anyway, <laughs> the latest trailer of Spider-Man showed no sign of Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Good move on them or missed opportunity? Ralph. Um, I think it's just lies. It's just like the cake in Portal. You know? Okay. <laughs> They're trying to hide it from us. Okay. Mike. 
I want to see Nicholas Hammond from the 70s Spider-Man live action TV series. I don't care about those two. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard ask. And in the um, the geek world, what is something you're most thankful for from this year? Mike. CGI and Hollywood's wise decision to invest in all these movies and shows. All right, Ralph. Uh, 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 okay, time time's up, but, but you, still, you can still go. It wasn't me. Uh, I am most thankful for just, you know, good story writing and the abundance of shows that are out there, you know? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll answer this question and say I'm thankful for the shows that have been also allowed to come back. That, yes. that, that some shows, you know, I mean, like Glow on Netflix was shut down altogether. So the fact that there are shows able to come back and continue their seasons and continue their stories, I'm definitely happy about that. You know, I mean, I thought the 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 pandemic would ruin a bunch of shows and make them all go bankrupt. So I'm glad, you know, we have something to go watch now. That's good. Oh, yeah. All right. Shout outs. Any shout outs, gentlemen? I would like to shout out the belated birthday boy. Right there, Mikey. Yeah, MSG. Yeah. And as all listeners know, I have been 28 for the last few years, and I am still 28. Just letting you know, consistency rules. Mike, Mike's, Mike's the little old black lady. Like, I've been, <laughs> I've been keeping a tally, and Mike has been 28 for the past infinite amount of years. Yeah. So then, why is this a surprise? <laughs> Sometimes you just hope for something different. Well, it was. I mean, a few years ago, I was 27. And as the natural progression of things go, I eventually turned 28. And next year, you'll be? Probably 28. It all depends. And then you wonder about our math? Okay, sure. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Mike. We love you, bro. There's a lot of people out there that, that love you as well. Um, definitely j- drop some shout-outs to Mike on his birthday, which was yesterday of this recording, but whenever you hear it, it'll probably be maybe a week afterwards because we're up to date. Thank goodness. We are up to date. Let's see how long that lasts. It'll last. Hush up. Yeah, yeah. You got that cover ready? You got that guy that's going to do the cover? Yeah, I do. He got it ready? He's got it yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get it by tonight, Mike. Yeah, that's what we always hear. Oh, that that's you guys saying that. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other shout outs besides the birthday shout out? No, just shout out to everybody. Hopefully uh, you will all have a good and delicious and fun and relaxing thanksgiving as this is the thanksgiving week hopefully you guys have uh, the, at least a day off or maybe two days off for the international people that are like thanksgiving we've heard of it sounds stupid it's just an eating holiday don't worry about it eat up have fun and think of all the american people especially us and just give us thanks right ravi boy what was the question you thinking people are Sh- not shout outs um, I would like to thank you guys for allowing me to keep doing this with you for so many years. This is literally the highlight of my Mondays when we do this or whatever day, when, whenever we do this, it's the highlight of my day. And I can say there have been many times when I get on here and I feel like shit starting out and then just having this conversation with you guys just makes me feel so much better. Wow. I'm glad. Oh my goodness. And- I, that's really nice. And, you know, for the short amount of time that we're going to allow you to be on the show, that's fantastic. <laughs> Please, you've been firing me since we French started. We? We? <laughs> We've been threatening to fire you. Now we're actually now we're actually interviewing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you think you've oh, been interviewing, but it's actually been me the whole time. It's just been you. Every time oh, my disguises. God. <laughs> well, um, I, I'll give, I mean, shout outs to, of course, the usual suspects who are always listening. Tinkerbell, South Carolina, 
um shout out to um super gabe nobody calls him super gabe um big ruben um ralph's brother and ralph's niece who came along for the ride um <laughs> who passed out with your daughter <laughs> no, shout out to my daughter who ruined the first half hour but i love her and the best thing is when she woke up she said I missed the movie. I didn't have a good time. I go, but you had a good time with Shayla and with everybody and eating and, and candy. Yes, but I didn't watch the movie. I'm like, you wouldn't have got it anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for you mentioning that she ruined the movie for you there. So when uh, she's at her psychiatrist's office in 20 years, she can reference this episode as the reason she went bad. Ah, oh, you're so dramatic. You must be a Latin woman. Anyway. <laughs> Mike, um, I Columba. You know what I learned that day, Mike? <laughs> Apparently, uh, one description that's in and that's uh, in the list on being a father is also being a mattress. Ah. What? Yeah, oh, well, well I, I, I wonder if your brother was going to do that because Riley laid on me first, and I'm like, good, good. Um, Ralph's brother is standing strong. He's not going to let her. Oh, and he nope. picked her up. <laughs> you, you guys crumble like a house of cards. When you, when you have you know, yours, you'll understand. In a hurricane. When you have yours, you'll understand. It's like I told you to bring the cat carrier with you, but you didn't. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Um, I also shout out to Jess for coming out to, with me to Comic Con. Riley wasn't able to come. Me. I mean, Comic Con, Anime Con. So I'm sorry, Anime NYC. Ralph was about to correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's not the name of it, is it? Say anime it right. NYC. So give um, it the respect it deserves. I. Yeah. I, 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 I um, Things have a name for a reason. Like oh, you're the cat. We don't call you the good host for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, shout out to Jess. Thanks for coming with me to Anime, um, Anime NYC. It was pretty good. It was different than Comic-Con. I always tell people it's not as big. Not at all. It's different. They've all heard that. Well, well all I got to say is this. <laughs> Artist Alley's in the same place as the rest of the, of the exhibit. It's oh, on okay. the same floor. It's all oh, nice. with extra space in the back and the side. Oh, wow. But still allows for people to like to mingle and congregate and get together. Though I don't know how much congregating you want to do in a pandemic. That that's another story. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, shout out to everybody. And one last thought before we kind of sign off. Um the past couple of weeks, um, just kind of dealt with a couple of different situations. Um, friends getting sick, my um family members are getting sick, people, you know, uh passed away. And um, I guess my message is in this time of Thanksgiving, we're, we're supposed to be thankful and, and be, you know, thankful for all the things we have and the people we have around us. But we also need to cherish the time that we have on this earth and who we're with. And tomorrow's not promised to anybody. And even though our ego and our sensibilities tell us that we shouldn't talk to somebody because of some asinine argument or something that feels like it means a lot, we really need to kind of reach out and tell them that we love them because we never know when we're not going to see somebody again. Yeah, very true. Didn't mean to bring it on a down note, but I just think that, you know, we need to tell people, you know, that we love them and that, you know, we miss them. Even though it's like, I, I'm really pissed off at you for not returning my calls or not giving me my shirt that I promised. That shout out to Mike. I still own two shirts. Um, <laughs> Both of those things. <laughs> but yeah, just appreciate love, cherish and be thankful, guys. And really be thankful because you never know, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. So that's all I got to say. Anybody else want to add before we... Send deuces. I just want to say, Mike, I love and appreciate you. And Cap, uh, I'm not there yet. I it's love and appreciate both you guys. <laughs> that's not to the co-host. That's to some other people I was talking to. <laughs> that explains a lot. That explains it all. I love yeah. you guys. And also, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a happy holiday. 
Yeah, and I love you guys too. Um, I have nothing snarky to say because I use all my stuff for bashing the Eternals. So for FFG, <laughs> also known as Mike, and RT Square Ralph the Tech, I was about to call Mike something else. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. Have a good holiday, everybody.